Welcome to Design 30. My name is Jason Bilyeu, and in this podcast, I provide design strategies and tools to improve creativity, innovation, and overall design confidence. Hey, everyone. This uh, morning, we are going to be talking about how to stop missing deadlines. Uh, If you've worked anywhere doing anything, there's always deadlines, right? We all have schedules that we're trying to hit. And at the end of that schedule is always a deadline for delivering the project, um, finishing a design, finishing um, whatever the case might be, whatever industry you might be working on. Uh, There's always deadlines. And of course, in the field of design, uh, there's... Uh, deadlines for all sorts of things. You need to have deadlines for your product concept. You need to have a deadline for uh, when you're going to actually deliver your first prototype. And then obviously your first deadline for when you need to actually finish your product and ship it to customers. So we've probably all also experienced the, the difficulty of actually hitting deadlines. Uh, I don't know about you, but so many of my projects end up missing the deadline. I mean, you always have this very idealized schedule. You're always thinking about, okay, how long is it going to take if I put my full energy and effort into this project? Oh, and that's that's often how we schedule, which is actually something that takes time to to improve at. But we so frequently schedule based on the ideal case. And I think a lot of that is just human nature, uh, especially when we're trying to impress a manager, not necessarily even impress, but you're just, you're trying to do well for your manager, for your boss, Uh, maybe it's for your client. And so when you think about how long it should take to accomplish some goal, you usually think about it in the most ideal case. You're, you're trying to figure out, okay, well, if I put all of my effort into this and if uh, you know, we have this much time in a week, this many work hours in a week. Uh, how long is it going to take for me to actually accomplish this? But what we don't realize is there are so many other pulls on your time, uh, especially uh, it depends what uh, what you're, what area you're working in. But in so many different industries, probably almost all industries, your time is being pulled by a lot of things, whether that's just uh, general house cleaning items such as tracking your time and tracking your expenses and making sure that you're organized. That takes some sort of or some amount of time in your typical week. Uh, And then there's also, if you're working at a larger company with perhaps a lot of products already developed, there's some sort of sustaining work that you're going to have to do to make sure all of those products that you've previously launched are still working well and you're working through bugs that come back and responding to service issues, things along those lines. So there's all these different uh, demands pulling on your time, which makes hitting these deadlines really difficult. So in this episode, I'm going to give you a tool uh, or a strategy for hitting deadlines more often. And I think it's it's something that I've been hearing about uh, multiple times actually over the past couple of weeks. And I think it's a really good idea and it really addresses the human nature, uh, which is to procrastinate. I think all humans have this. 
Uh, we all tend to procrastinate on different things. And yeah, this strategy will help combat that procrastination. But first, uh, I think you all know the drill. Please go subscribe to Design30 on uh, YouTube. You can also subscribe, uh, well not subscribe, but you can follow me on uh, Instagram or Twitter. And then of course you can become a free or paid subscriber over on Substack. And finally, if you really wanna help support the podcast, please share it with other people. Uh, that's probably the most beneficial way right now to support me and just help. Uh, yeah, I wanted this podcast to grow. So sharing it with your friends and coworkers uh, would be one of the best ways to help that happen. Okay, so getting back to this main idea for this episode, which is all about how to stop missing deadlines. So I want you to, as always, I like to make people picture things. And for this, it's really important that you picture this. Um, so think of a graph, everything in some way, shape or form can be broken down into a graph in most cases. Uh, in this one, I want you to imagine the, uh, on the Y axis, you have the amount of effort that you put in to, uh, in this case, hitting a deadline to doing the work. And then on the x-axis, I want you to imagine uh, just time. And along this axis, this is where your deadline is going to be for your project to be finished. So think about your deadline towards the end of the x-axis, so far to the right on the x-axis. In an ideal world, in the way that we typically plan, you think of the amount of effort being fairly consistent. You're gonna have your project kickoff, and from that point on, you're just gonna have this consistent amount of work as you move along the time, or as, long, as you move along the x-axis, and eventually this gets you to your deadline, and since you've been putting in a consistent amount of work, um, you've hit your deadline. And that's how we often schedule. We think, okay, well, I'll put in this many hours of work per week. And if I do that, we're going to hit the deadline at, you know, whatever your schedule, uh, schedule deadline is. But uh, again, as we've, many of us have experienced, um, or maybe have repeatedly experienced, this very rarely actually happens. How often have you just been able to put in a consistent uh, 30 hours a week on a project and six months later you're done right at the deadline just like your schedule uh, had predicted or just how you had wanted uh, your schedule to go uh, that that doesn't happen right like how often i don't know that i've ever had that happen whether it was you know way back on a school project whether it's working in industry it's very very rare to actually just work this consistent hours and hit the deadline and be done uh, so in reality, what typically happens is at the start of the project, you have uh, slightly more energy. There's a lot of enthusiasm around it. So you're slightly, you start off slightly above this uh, ideal amount of effort. So if you think of that ideal amount of effort as this flat uh, dotted line that just goes completely parallel to the x-axis until you've reached your deadline, the realistic amount of effort starts off a little bit higher than that. And so you put in a lot of effort, you're excited at the beginning, it's a new project, something new you're working on. 
And then probably a little while in, maybe a few weeks in, that effort dips quite a bit down below this idealized effort. And that's because many of us, if not all of us, tend to procrastinate. You know the deadline is this far away, and you're like, well, I've got plenty of time, I've got other things that I need to take care of, and that typically just causes you to, by human nature, to start putting a little bit less effort in, a little bit less effort than your ideal version, your ideal amount of effort, um, for a considerable amount of time. And usually you kind of hang out here below this, this ideal effort line for a majority of the project. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh shoot, the, uh, the deadline for this is uh, next week. Or maybe we have, oh, we just have one month to actually finish this and deliver this product. There's so much we need to do. And you just you cram it all in right before the deadline, right? I mean, especially at school, we all we all did this at school, or you just cram a bunch right before your project is due, or you cram a bunch right before the exam is about to happen. And so your effort just, it just takes off at that point. You get this huge spike in effort. So <clears throat> if you think about, again, this ideal line of the amount of effort you're putting in, you just shoot right past that at this point. So the last week or the last month, you just start cramming all sorts of stuff into uh, into your week. Maybe you start working 80-hour weeks just to try to hit this deadline. And that's the typical way a project goes. Um, and often, the effort actually causes you to do worse work. You're more um, rushed. You feel like you're probably you're likely overworking, especially if you're working 80 hour weeks. So your brain is probably mush at that point. And if you do hit the deadline, you probably haven't delivered your best work. And let's be honest, most of the time you don't actually hit that deadline. You realize something uh, goes, something goes wrong. You need some extra tools to help build your product. You need to do a bunch of additional testing that you just found out. Something like that happens. And so you end up pushing out your timeline. And again, you push out that timeline and maybe you just repeat this whole cycle again. So uh, that's, I mean, that's been my experience on a lot of projects. I'm sure that you have also experienced this before. So what do you do to fix this? How do you ensure that you can hit your deadlines and how can you ensure that you'll hit your deadlines without having to work uh, a crazy amount of hours right at the very end to make it happen? Because it's also the case, uh, if you do have to work, let's say it's a month of just 80 hour weeks and just kill yourself, that's often how you remember the project. And you think, oh, well, I had to work all of these additional hours just to make this deadline. Like we need uh, more people on this team. We need better staffing. When in reality, it could be you just need better planning, right? So here's the strategy to... Uh, reducing this this huge spike at the end of the deadline and some people refer to this as a, as like a shark fin uh, schedule because that's what it looks like when you actually draw it out it's kind of flat and then all of a sudden you have this huge spike right at the end so it looks like a shark fin but the way to avoid this is it's going to sound fairly simple but it's also something that sounds realistic and it sounds doable so what you do, instead of having just this one big deadline right at the end of the project, of course, you're still going to have that. There's always a time that you have to actually deliver this product. 
there's a tie when product development has to deliver a product to the operations team. But what you do is you build in all of these other little small uh, sub deadlines. What would be another name for it? Just all of these checkpoints essentially. And you have required deliverables on each one of those checkpoints, uh, each one of those dates. Uh, it could be stages of a product development process. And maybe these are uh, your stage gates where you actually have to review where you're at with the management and leadership team at your company. There's a lot of different ways of doing this, but it could also just be, uh, let's say you're working with a client, you just schedule meetings where you tell them, I'm going to deliver this and show you this at these different uh, dates before we actually reach the final deadline for this project. And so what does this do? I mean, that sounds nice, but you need to you need to actually make sure that these deadlines are meaningful, all of these sub deadlines, and that you actually have a strong uh, reason to hit them. So if you're presenting to your management team, there's a really good reason to hit these. And of course, if you're presenting to your client, there's another really good reason to hit these. You want to make sure you're delivering on what you say you're gonna do so that they continue to trust you, they believe in you, they believe in the product, uh, and most of all, they believe in the project that's going to deliver this product to them. So if you split this up, what ends up happening is, again, you still have this ideal line of effort that is how we imagine projects go, right? Where it's just consistent effort until you hit reach your deadline. But what this does with these different checkpoints or stages you're going to have a somewhat similar uh, looking plot of effort versus time, but it's gonna start off a little bit above this ideal line. Uh, at the start of the project, you're excited, you're gonna be putting in a lot of effort, and then it's gonna dip down again. But then as you start to come up to this first deadline, like, oh, we gotta deliver such and such uh, to, or we gotta present such and such to the customer at this timeline, we gotta get that done. So you're gonna have a small little spike in energy to get that done because it's not the full product you know you don't have to finish everything at that point so it doesn't require this crazy amount of effort but it requires more effort than you were probably giving uh, the previous week so you come up to this first deadline you have a small spike in effort and then it comes back down below this idealized line and then you work at that for a little while and then you have your next deadline or your next stage so you have another little spike in effort and this goes on and on until Eventually you hit your final product deadline where you have to deliver this product. And again, you're gonna have a, a somewhat larger spike at this point, but it's going to be way smaller than the spike on the uh, uh, typical uh, effort versus time graph that I described earlier. And I will, don't worry, I will post some pictures of this uh, on Instagram so you can see uh, what's actually going on, what this actually looks like. Um, but if you if you just imagine in your mind in that first typical uh, project effort versus time, you have this uh, little bit of high energy at the beginning of the project. It dips down below kind of what the expected effort level is going to be. And at the very end, you have this large, like this really large spike right at the deadline. So in this more um, doable and more realistic and this better way to maybe not more realistic but this better way to plan your projects if you want to actually hit your timeline uh, you have a bunch of little spikes and you have a spike at every single 
point where you've planned a stage gate or you've planned a review or you've planned some sort of deliverable uh, for this product, for this project. Um, so what that does is actually prevents you from having this one huge spike where you're just killing yourself to hit this deadline and you have just a bunch of little spikes where you know every other week or maybe once a month you have a little bit of a surge in effort but what the end result of that ends up being is at the end of the project once you get close to that deadline you still have a decent spike in energy or not in energy but a decent spike in effort that is required to meet that deadline because that is uh, unfortunately it's pretty much just unavoidable but what you've done is you've reduced the height of that. You've reduced the magnitude of that energy significantly. And you've already done so much other work throughout the project. You've hit all of these other deliverables. And so you're in a much better place and then you're at a much higher likelihood of actually hitting this deadline. So the whole strategy here is taking your project, develop your schedule, when is your final deadline, when you need to deliver your product to whoever the might be, maybe it's the client, maybe it's your production team, your operations team. You take that schedule and then you break it up into a bunch of smaller deliverables. And again, like I said, this is, it's kind of obvious, but we very rarely actually do this when we're planning a project. We always think about it in terms of, well, if I put in my 75% of my time over the course of six months, we're going to hit this. But what you need to do more than that is obviously you still need to budget time per week or per month uh, for this project. But if you actually build in these individual, I like to call them stage gates. Um, and that's for me, that's when we actually present we have to show what we've done for a specific stage of the project. And there's a bunch of deliverables associated with that, all of which help get you to your final deliverable, which is actually delivering a functional working product that meets the requirements. So if you have all of these different stage gates and you're consistently having to put in little spikes of effort, you know, maybe you have to work a couple 40-hour weeks, and then all of a sudden you have to work a 50-hour week, and then more 40-hour weeks, and then a 45-hour week, and then a 60, you know, so you don't have any of these crazy work three 80-hour weeks in a row, uh, pull an all-nighter just to get something done to hit your deadline. It's much more consistent, even though there still are spikes in effort, but these spikes are more regular, and they're not nearly as tall. They're not nearly as uh, draining. They're not nearly, they're not going to cause burnout nearly as fast for your team. If you're a project manager or just a manager in general. So this is, it's a strategy that is going to help you hit your deadlines, which is the, the first goal, but it's also so much better and healthier for your team. And you're going to prevent burnout. You're going to have better retention and people are going to feel a lot more energized throughout the whole project. Cause again, these stage gate reviews also are small wins for your team. You've accomplished something, you've delivered something, you get the okay from your management team. They tell you to keep going on the project. So you also get these little small, you know, call it what you want, dopamine hits throughout the project before you get to that final push to hit the final deadline, the final product uh, delivery to your production team.
And that's it. With this strategy, you're going to be much, much more likely to hit your deadlines. It's going to help you with scheduling. It's actually going to force you to schedule a lot more accurately because you're breaking up this really long project schedule into a lot smaller chunks, uh, which will be much easier for you and your team, your project manager to actually plan out. So that's all I have for this week. Um, I hope that is a helpful tool. I want you to implement it as much as you can and then give me some feedback. Let me know how it worked. Um, I'm actually implementing this right now on a current project I'm working on at work and you know, I'll report back in, I don't know, nine months and let you know how it went. Uh, but right now I'm feeling really optimistic about it. I really like this strategy for planning projects. Okay. Uh, as always, before you are done with this episode, share it with somebody, you know, go subscribe to design 30 on YouTube, follow me on Instagram or on Twitter. And of course, as always, please find design 30 on Substack. And it's easy to just become a, a, a free subscriber, put in your email. And anytime I write something for my free subscribers, uh, you're going to get it right there in your, in your inbox. You might have to check your promotions folder. So please be wary of that. If you are not getting uh, any of my Substacks, there's probably somewhere in your email, likely your promotions folder, or I think sometimes it can even go to your spam folder. So make sure to find where it's going and move that to just your normal inbox. And it's, it's really easy. Then you'll never actually miss anything that I write on Substack. So yeah, and if you become a paid subscriber, then you will get uh, more writings. You'll get everything that I write for my free subscribers, but then also everything that I write for the paid subscribers. All right, that'll do it for this uh, beautiful Monday morning. As always, thank you all so much for listening. And remember, design more, despair less.